Hello, ladies. Welcome back to another solo podcast. Today, I am talking about something personal that's happened to my life. I'm talking about how having an au pair has quite literally started changing my life. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Hi, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. I'm sharing another solo episode today. You've given me lots of great feedback on the solos, so thanks for that. Keep them coming. I quite like positive reinforcement, so if you tell me it's good, I'm going to make more of them. But I'm sharing a personal update slash story today because I do think the message I'm trying to share here translates to all women, all mothers, because it's deeper than just what I'm sharing. And it's about how we recently got an au pair. So for those who don't know, an au pair is essentially a live-in nanny. So someone that lives with you and helps you around the house and with the kids and whatnot. So backstory, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, which hopefully it's not, hopefully you've listened to all the back catalog and you're fully prepared for pregnancy, birth and postpartum. But if not, you can do that later. (laughs) But I have three kids. They are at the moment, four and a half, three and almost 18 months. And life is full. I've had three in three and a half years. So, you know, there's quite a lot of, you know, juggling that happens over here. I run my own business. I have my online program, The Pregnancy Posse. I run this podcast. My husband runs his own business. Plus he works in my business as well. So life is full. We have an active social life. I love to cook things from scratch. You know, there's just like a lot right? And we've tried many different childcare options in the past. So my husband's looked after my first, took a day off work and did that. We've tried long daycare, uh, which is like a big daycare center where you drop the kids off and there's lots of kids and carers. And I guess they can be there for 12 hours at most. And my kids probably did like an eight hour day. I've done that before. I've tried a local nanny, So I dropped the kids off to someone's house. It was kind of like a family daycare, I guess. Anyway, so I tried lots of different options. And I guess where I was thinking recently is we were using a nanny for 10 hours a week. And so here I was trying to squeeze literally my whole life into that 10 hours. So I was meant to be working, but realistically, I wasn't getting a lot of work done because I was also acknowledging that it's so much easier to cook when the kids aren't around. It's so much easier to do life admin and errands when the kids aren't around. And so there's all these things I was trying to get done in those 10 kid-free hours that I had. So I wasn't actually getting a lot of work done. I was doing a lot of multitasking. I was cooking while I was podcasting, while I was, you know, sending community messages and updating social media stuff. And I'm trying to put the robo back on. And yeah, there was all sorts of juggling going on. And I thought I was a legend because I thought, oh yeah, I can multitask. I can do it all. But what I realized is I had this like background cortisol pumping slash almost maybe like a mild anxiety in those hours of like, oh my God, I've got so much to get done and so little time. And I've got to pick the kids up by this time, but oh my God, I've still got like a million and one things to do. And look, maybe I don't have to do all those things kid-free, but 
anyone who's got kids knows it's just so much easier and you get it done in half the time when you're kid free. Whereas if I try to cook, say with the kids around, it's just, it's hard. There's a lot of friction and it takes twice as long. So it's just so much easier for me to say, do those things when the kids aren't here. So my sister-in-law was looking at getting an old pair and it's not something I'd heard of before. And initially I was like, eh, nah, gross. Like I don't want to live with someone. That's just weird. It's like in your intimate space. And I've never even had a share house before. So I've literally only ever lived with JA. We don't have a big house. You know, it's a single level, three bed. So it's not like there's a whole, you know, section that I could like rope off for someone else to live. Like we're going to be in each other's space. And I was just like, nah, no thanks. Not for me. But I watched from afar and I watched my sister-in-law and her experience with it. And I just started to really lean into, could this be an option? And again, it was met with so much resistance initially. My husband was more open to it, but I was just like, oh, nah, I just think this feels not, it's just weird. It's just, I don't want to live with someone. Our house is not big enough. Like, I don't know, what if I want to run from the shower to the bedroom naked? Like I, you know, just you think of all these things and they're just so funny in hindsight now that I have had that experience, but they just feel like blocks at the time. Anyway, I really sat with like, where were the friction points in my life? And what I was thinking is like, what I actually really need from care or resources or help at the moment is Yes, I need childcare, but not for that much because I actually really don't want to work that much in this phase of my life, like max 15 hours a week. I don't actually want to work much more than that. I want to be with my kids. So I had really strong boundaries around my work time. I don't want to expand that. But what I do need help with is just an extra set of hands around the house. So when I'm not working and I want to be with my kids, it would be really helpful if someone could just like help me chop veggies while I'm prepping dinner and holding one baby because, you know, you tried to chop a pumpkin with a baby on your hip. It's like pretty much impossible. Or, you know, like when you're in the middle of cooking dinner and you've got kids clawing at your legs and everyone wants a piece of you and all you want to do is be with them, but you also know that you need to physically fill their tummies. So you kind of got to go with that one, but then you realize you've run out of one ingredient and the shops are only five minutes away. But if you pack all three kids up in the pram and take them to the shops and come back, that's an hour and a half. Like that's a decent journey. Whereas wouldn't it be great if I could just ask someone to run to the shops for me? You know, like just having that extra set of hands. And we realize we don't actually need, you know, a lot of volume in terms of the time that we need help for, but it's just having that flexibility of having someone around all the time rather than having to squeeze everything I need to do into these set fixed hours. So then I started to entertain the idea of an old pair and I was like, okay, I reckon I could get around this. I reckon I could warm up to this. And side note as well, we don't have any family that can help us because all the grandparents work full time and live an hour away. So that was just not an option. We knew that we would have to go and use some sort of paid care. So I leant into this and thought, you know, what? I think I'm getting in my own way here. And some really interesting hesitations that came up. So obviously the living with someone bit, which I realized, you know what, I could actually spin this on its head instead of it being, oh, this could be awkward. Wouldn't it be nice to maybe have like some beautiful companionship in my house, another female to like bond with and you know, like co-parent with and like having a friend around. And I actually started to think this could be more than just a childcare slash help arrangement. This could actually be a beautiful friendship and a beautiful person to get to know. And that really helped my mindset around that. So that was a block I had to work through. And another really interesting block that came up for me was I felt really 
like privileged. I felt spoiled. I felt like almost ashamed at the idea of like, oh yes, look at me. I'm so fancy. I have a live in nanny, which was so fascinating. It's so interesting when you actually can zoom out of your brain and go, wow, that's an interesting thought that I'm having right now. Is that valid? Or is that just like a weird conditioning that I have? And yeah, I have this like guilt, this privilege. And what's fascinating about that, right? Because I was like, oh, you know, live in nanny, fancy Laura. It's actually the cheapest form of childcare for us right now. Like if I added up any other way of doing what we do right now, it would be like triple the price. Like having an au pair is actually the cheapest option. So that kind of cancels that privilege one for me. It's like, well, I, it's not privileged in that I'm not a millionaire. And to be able to afford this live-in nanny, it's actually the cheapest option for me. And then the other thing that came up was like, oh, live in nanny, you know, must live in a big mansion to have all this space. And it's like, well, no, that's not actually true either because our house is not lavish. It's not big at all. It's single story, three bed, two bath. What we did is we moved all of us into one room. We all co-sleep in one room now. A, we were considering it anyway so that my husband didn't have to get up to our toddlers during the night. And B, we kind of thought that would be a better arrangement so that our all pair could kind of have a quarters of the house to herself in a way. So that there was a little bit more separation so that everyone could have their own space and private time. And so we were willing to do that, you know, like willing to make that work. So yeah, that really helped me work through like the feelings of guilt around being able to, you know, ooh, have the house and the money to afford an all pair. I was like, oh, actually, that, that's really not true. So this is just a little insight into how my brain works. <laughs> And my real motivation for getting an au pair was, these are some of the questions I was asking myself. How easy could my life be? How easeful could mothering be and working and doing all the things? I want an active social life. I want to be able to surf. I want to stay fit. I want to be able to be, truly be with my kids, be present with my kids. I want to be able to work and contribute to my pregnancy posse community and be able to contribute and help women in this world. I want to be able to like be with my husband. I want to cook delicious organic food. I want to be able to like have a tidy house. And I really was like challenging, could I actually have that and it be easy? Does motherhood and business and all of these balls I have, does that have to equal the struggle is real. Does that have to be how it is? Some of the questions that were coming out were, how low could my mental load be? And I really wanted to play with this. I really wanted to experiment and go, how easy could this all be? I don't want to live a life of struggle, uh, particularly one that's self-imposed because I've told myself I have to do it all and I have to juggle all the things. And you know, just because I carry it well doesn't mean it isn't heavy. Like that was kind of a bit of a thing I was going with is, you know, like I can do it all. I'm a superwoman. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I can. I'm capable. I can actually, I can. I have huge capacity. I can hold it all emotionally, physically. I can do it. But do I have to? Will it be better <laughs> if I don't have to do it all? If I don't have to juggle all those balls? Am I still worthy of that? Am I still a good mum if I don't do it all? Am I still a good business owner if I don't do it all? There was just things coming up for me. It was really fascinating. I joke about how like motherhood and business have been like the two biggest spiritual and personal development things I've ever done. But then having an all pair has also been like that's third on my list of things because I've really had to face myself. So we got an all pair. She's a wonderful woman and she's been here for about eight weeks now. 
And I thought I'd share just how it has changed my life because it has been so fascinating to me. So what's come up for me, some challenges I've had is that turns out I'm really bad at asking for help. (laughs) I'm also really bad at being a clear communicator. So what came up for me a lot in the early days was like, I really struggled to say, hey, could you actually help me with this? Or I actually would really like to go to the gym now. So would you mind having the kids? Or I would like to go for a surf. Like so much guilt and worthiness issues came up around that, even though I now had the help. Turns out it's not one thing to just have help. You have to actually feel worthy of help. So I had to really lean into, oh, interesting. Why do I not feel worthy of asking for some help right now? Why am I still trying to carry this load when I don't need to? So that was really fascinating. And that's something that I definitely had to work through. Clearly communicating my needs. So in the past, I guess I could just kind of like be really unclear and then like, you know, be pissed off if people didn't do what I wanted them to do. I'm probably speaking mostly about my husband, J.A., you know, like I could kind of just be like, oh, you know, like he doesn't get it or, you know, like he's not listening to me or whatever. But for some reason, having another woman in the house who was here to help me, I didn't feel like she deserved me being all sullen and like, you know, oh, no one helps me and poor me and whatnot. Cause I was like, no, no, you're literally here to help me. So it is on me to communicate clearly to you what I need. So I've had to actually learn to communicate. Turns out I was really bad at that. So that's been a really good tool in my toolkit now of like saying what I want, saying what I need. Another thing is not apologizing for asking for help because I am really apologetic and like I'm that person there's a oh, there's so many good memes around about it where it's like hey would you mind helping me and then oh you know what actually only if it doesn't bother you you know actually you know what don't even worry about it. actually you know what I'd rather be run over by a car <laughs> like something like that and it's like that's how I feel sometimes I feel so apologetic asking for help um And I'm not sure if it's, look, it's it's probably like a counseling and therapy session for another day. But anyhow, I had to really lean into not being apologetic. Like it's okay to ask for help, Laura. All the things I preach about, I had to now like really face. So that was another really interesting challenge that came up for me. Another really interesting one is this whole like when your light is shining bright. So one of my favorite quotes is, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. It is that we are powerful beyond measure. And I just always talk about like how it's so much scarier for us to step into our light than it is to just hide away in the dark. In the shadows, life is crap, whatever. It's so much easier to sit there than it is to go, whoa, life could be amazing, but I've got to face myself if I want to do that. So it was really interesting for me. I felt like I removed a lot of my blocks and a lot of my excuses by getting help. So all of a sudden I had to really face my light. I had to really turn the mirror around and go, wow, I am now self-sabotaging. I am holding myself back now because I don't have the excuses I had before. I have help and I have resources. So why am I not stepping into my light? Why am I still trying to hold myself back, whether it be business or whatever it was? But that was a really interesting thing that came up for me as well. Like, where am I holding myself back? Because it was very easy to hide in the shadows of, oh, I've got three kids and I run a business and I, you know, I got to cook the food and I got to do all the things. And it's like, oh, I don't now. So now what? (laughs) Now it's on you, Laura. You can't blame motherhood and having all these kids and being so busy because you've literally just gone and outsourced a lot of your mental load 
you've got time now, girlfriend, you've got space. So where are you holding yourself back and why? And look at that. So that was really interesting. And then the final challenge that I felt like I faced, and it was, it's a beautiful thing though, is I yell less at my kids and I am a better version of a mother now because in so many ways I feel like I have to role model to our old pair how I want to parent because that's how I want her to be with my kids. So I have to step up and be better to show her how I want this dynamic to work. And in so many ways, you kind of feel like you're on show because someone is in your house. So you're trying to be the best version of yourself. And whilst that might sound fake, because, you know, like if she wasn't here, would I be a terrible version of myself? It's kind of like that fake it to your make it. So for example, like, you know, yelling at my kids, like I'm certainly not proud of it, but I'm human and I certainly have yelled at my kids. It's not something I haven't done before. But since she came... I yell at my kids a lot less because I'm conscious that someone's watching me, someone's hearing me, and I don't want to be like that with my kids. So that's been really good at me, like thinking before I speak and thinking before I act and being like, what would the best version of myself present right now? And again, whilst it sounds like fake it till you make it, it's working because now it's transferring over. Like, it's not like as soon as she's not here, I'm just like this ugly mother monster. (laughs) It's just become my norm, you know, like I'm a better mother because of it, which is awesome. So I love that. Now, obviously, there's a lot of pros. So let's get to the pros. I have not felt this spacious and abundant in my life, in all facets of my life, maybe ever, like definitely since I've become a mother. So like I play with my kids at 4.30 every day. And to me, that is wild because 4.30 is that prime. Everyone wants you. You're trying to cook dinner. Everyone's screaming. Everyone's tired. You're getting overwhelmed. It's chaos. Well, it was chaos. It was hectic. It was a hectic time of night. Whereas now I catch myself having these moments where I'm on the trampoline with my kids playing. We're laughing. We're connecting. Whilst my old pair is inside helping us prep dinner. Amazing. Like mind-blowing. I get to be with my kids. So what has really changed for me is that I don't multitask anymore. I am single focused. So when I am working, I am just working. When I am cooking, I am just cooking. When I am with my kids, I am just with my kids. I am no longer trying to have all these balls up in the air at the same time. I'm like, yeah, I've got one ball and that ball has my sole focus for the most part, obviously. There's always a little bit of a juggle that needs to happen. But on the whole, I am single focused and it feels so good. So my kids get so much more presence from me now because when I'm with them, I'm with them because somebody else is helping me with the rest of my life. And when I'm working, I'm not trying to do all of the life admin and all of the cooking and all of that at the same time. So my business is getting more from me right now. I'm not trying to juggle it all. So I feel super spacious. I feel super abundant. I like really look forward to playing with my kids now, which is cool. Like I don't resent them because, oh, guys, I've got all these things to do and it's not their fault. It's just I've got too many things on. And now I'm more resourced. I look forward to playing with them because I get to just be with them. I don't have to do all the other things, which is amazing. And another pro is I'm eating better. (laughs) I'm fitting in time to exercise I'm making sure we're having like really, I sometimes used to get in a bad habit of like, it's always healthy snacks, you know, banana bread and chocolates and bliss balls and whatnot. But 
sometimes that's all I'd eat until dinner, just snack on those things throughout the day. Whereas now I'm actually having meals and things. And it's because I'm asking for help and because I'm resourcing myself, I'm actually scheduling my life a lot better so that, you know, there's more people, there's more cooks in the kitchen. There's more people to like manage in a way, you know, have to be really time efficient and really organized now. So that means I meal prep in advance. We organize the meals in advance. That's great. It means I schedule in gym time. Fantastic. So I'm overall like physically healthier because I'm more organized. So that's been a real pro as well. So many pros, but outside of this, just like helping arrangement and what's been really beautiful is the companionship and like the friendship and getting to know someone from a different part of the world and seeing my kids being exposed to different hobbies and different interests and, you know, seeing them be loved by someone that's not just us. I think it's really beautiful to see your kids being looked after and to know that other people can look after them and play with them and, yeah, like influence their life in a way that I can't do that. So I think that's been a really beautiful part of it as well. It's not just how epic is this help that I get, which it is freaking epic. Oh my God, that's why I'm doing a whole podcast episode on it. But it's it's so much richer than that, which is awesome. So I wanted to share this. It's not to tell you to go out and find yourself an au pair, but hey, if you want to do that, oh my God, like do it. It's It's been really good. But it's also been equal parts challenging, as I've shared. Like it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like it's had to you know, I've had to do a lot of self-reflection and work. It's not just like we didn't just hit the ground running necessarily. There's have to be conversations and, you know, like you got to share yourself and your life with someone. It's really big work if you're willing to do it. But what the broader concept is that I wanted to share with you all is that motherhood doesn't have to be a struggle. And I think I'd bought into that a little bit. I think I thought that if you want to do it all, Laura, well, you know, something's got to give. So you're going to be a bit overwhelmed. I'm not overwhelmed now. Well, I'm rarely overwhelmed and motherhood is easeful for me now. I have so much peace. I get to like throw myself fully into something rather than constantly multitasking. And I just want to show you that it's so possible for it to be light. You don't have to, unless you choose to, but you don't have to buy into the juggle is real. The struggle is real. Mothering is hard, which it is. And it is all of those things, but it can also be light It can also be peaceful. It can also be calm. You can do all the things if you get the right resources. So I just kind of wanted to like share that because I know that me of a couple of months ago would have really liked to hear that because I realized I was getting in my own way a lot because I was telling myself it was easier to stay in the struggle than it was to like really start to look outside of that and go, could this be easier? Could this be lighter? Do I want it to be? Am I willing to face myself to really like step into a different way of doing life? Yeah, I am. And I'm so glad to be here. Oh my God. Like I just feel so good about it all. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't like, it doesn't have to be an old pair, right? Like that's not the golden nugget. You might get an old pair and it's terrible. And I'm sure I might get another old pair in the future and I'll be saying, how an all pair has made my life terrible, (laughs) but it's not about that. It's about knowing it's possible for life to be easier. That's my general message. It's not about what sort of care you get. It's not about having a live in nanny. That's not going to work for a lot of people that works for us right now. It might not work in another year's time when my kids are different ages and whatnot, live in a different house, but it's just about knowing that life can be easier. It doesn't have to be a struggle and you are so resourceful 
You are so capable and you are so worthy of having a really, really great life. So that's my podcast for today. Please let me know if you resonate with this. I'd love to hear from you. Come on over to at Physio Laura and let me know if anything from today's episode landed with you. I'd so, so love to hear it because I really just want mums to feel free and to feel in flow and to know that like life is so beautiful and the struggle is real. Oh my God, like I struggle all the time, but also I'm willing to step out of that and I'm willing to try and leave that behind. And it's not saying that life is always rainbows and butterflies. It's just saying that like you you are worthy of help, mama. You really are. So ah, have a wonderful day. Come and chat with me at Physio Laura. Make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast because there are some epic interviews I've done recently which will be coming up. And yeah, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Bye. Mm-hmm.